Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Superstar Success University, where we empower you to step into your greatness so that you live a life with purpose and passion. I'm your host, Romeo Marquez Jr., and before I introduce you to the amazing guests that we have today, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to a few people, Raymond Yu, Maria Yu, Kat Angle, Daniel De La Paz, and Jennifer Redondo. Thank you so much for being huge supporters of my podcast. It means a lot to me more than you know, and it's listeners like you, family like you, that inspire me to keep this thing going. All right, let's get this episode started. Today is definitely a gift. It is definitely an honor to have the one, the only, Nia Peoples. You ready to rock this, Nia? Hi. (laughs) You ready to rock this, girl? So ready to rock it. All right, let's do it. So Nia Peoples is a singer, director, and actress who is known for roles such as Nicole Chapman on Fame, Keanu from North Shore, one of my favorite movies of all time, Karen Taylor Winters on The Young and the Restless, and Pam Fields on Pretty Little Liars. She is also the creator of Nia's Elements of Life, where she helps people create their path to genuine beauty and living their best life. So that was just a little quick snippet of who Nia Peoples is. I would love for you to share with the audience a little bit more of who you are and what you do. Oh, my goodness. That's, <laughs> you know, when you've been doing it this long, it's like, who are you and what do you do? That's a very big, those are big questions. <laughs> right. Um, well, I mean, most people know me from the TV series that I've done, whether it was Fame back in the day or right. MTV or Walk of Texas Ranger or Pretty Little Liars Now. Mm-hmm. I had a bit of a music career as mm-hmm. well back in the late 80s, early 90s. So I'm a singer, songwriter, dancer, actress. Uh, I direct a little. I write a little. But I'm also a mother. I have two children. Right. I have a 25-year-old son and a 15-year-old daughter. And my husband, Sam, we live at the beach in Malibu. Awesome. And that's who I am. <laughs> <laughs> yep. In short, that's what it is. So I strongly believe in the power of personal story. So I would love the listeners to know what it was like for you growing up, you know, where you're from and how you got that got you to where you are today. You know, it's a, re- it's a that's a big question as well. I mean, um, yeah. because there are so many things right, that right. get you where you're going. And I think that, that if, if there was one thing I was going to say that, that is the most powerful thing in life is that, you know, you can't control what's happening around you. And sometimes you can't, a lot of times you can't control what's happening to you. The one thing you do have control of is how you respond to all of it. Mm -hmm. So the philosophy by which you live your life is what is going to keep you on track, Mm -hmm. headed in the direction you want to go. Mm -hmm. And even that direction really has to be a general statement like, I want to continue evolving. And you have to have a bit of a detachment to outcome. So, in other words, if I said when I was younger, I want to be a famous singer. Right. And, and I held on to that so tightly, I might not have seen the other opportunities that were presenting themselves during that time. So, even though you are taking the steps toward the goal that you have, you have to have open eyes and open arms to be mm. able to receive the blessings that God's dropping right in your lap. Right. If you're not open to them, you, you're cutting them out. So that philosophy is really something I learned growing up. I have, mm-hmm. I'm so blessed to mm. be born into an amazing family. I have fantastic parents, and mm. I know a lot of people have had a real struggle with their parents. Mm-hmm. I was very, 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 very lucky. You know, my parents... Mm-hmm. had a very difficult time. My dad is a 
he, he passed away recently, but he my was this white guy. My love himself. to death. Yeah, I know. It was one of the hardest things. Mm-hmm. So he was like a, a white guy from the South, and my mom was this uh, mixed Filipino woman from San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> and they were, yeah, they were actually awesome. married at a time when it was illegal for them to even hold hands in most Wow. Days. Yeah, that's that. Imagine that. That is something that I was not even aware of growing up. Right. I, you know, it wasn't until very recently that I even understood that. Mm-hmm. So contemplating what they were able to create with their family and protect us from that right. is pretty amazing. I never knew that we were of mixed race. Like, I never, I never thought that we were anything different than other people. <laughs> right. I knew we're we were just a human being. We're hum- yeah, we're human beings, right. and we're unique. But I thought everybody sort of had their own uniqueness. Right. Um, and I think that that was one of the greatest things about being raised in the particular family I was in. Uh, my, my parents, rather than making it something uh, that set us outside the norm, mm-hmm. where you feel left out and you don't feel like you have a tribe, I felt special. Mm-hmm. And I was aware of the power of other people's uniqueness mm. as well. And so that was one of the things that just continued driving me through my career. You know, mm. When did you know you wanted to become the singer, the entertainer, the person who wanted to contribute talents and gifts to the world? Because I know you went to UCLA and you didn't even major in like theater and film, right? Or did you? I majored in voice. Oh, voice. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And then how old were you when you started getting into the entertainment world as far as like just being interested in it or having that dream to do it? Well, you know, my reasons for doing it are very interesting, especially in retrospect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I knew this when I was doing it. Right. We started performing very young. My mother was a flamenco dancer when she was young. And as a family sort of project, um, my parents decided that they would take the three girls, there were three daughters in the family, and create a, a floor show. <laughs> so <laughs> cool. we danced the hula and Tahitian, and my mother would do flamenco dancing, and we learned all these other dances, and we would do them at things like universities when they were welcoming their international students. So we started performing very young. Awesome. Not for pay, yeah, but just right. as something for the family to do, right? Mm-hmm. But my parents continued kind of opening up that door for us, um, and they saw a lot of talent there with me, and I really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But I was extremely shy. <laughs> I was that kid that if you, you know, my dad would look at me and go, did you brush your hair today? And I would burst into tears. Oh. <laughs> I, mean, I, was, I was really, really sensitive and really shy, and I couldn't understand why people weren't nicer to each other, and it would uh-huh. make me cry. I mean, it's just Huge heart. Really you, the young girl with a huge heart. I get it. Yeah, 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 super sensitive. My parents were really, really worried about me. Mm. So they would push me into things. If they, if they saw me in the corner, like singing or in the corner doing something in the closet that I really enjoyed doing, they would kind of push me toward that. Mm-hmm. And what it did was it, it allowed me a space to create an identity for myself that, that was really somebody else. So performing began, became a place where I could escape and people would stop bugging me about being so shy. Right. <laughs> so there was more, more than just wanting to perform. It was, it was a way for me to continue staying alone and staying shy mm-hmm. 
and having characters come, you know, between me and other people. It was really, it was really a way to hide. Interesting. Yeah, no, I can relate. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. yeah I know. Yeah. It, it was really a way for me to hide. But I learned through that process of becoming a celebrity and, and I learned how to deal with people and how to deal with myself and be comfortable with myself presenting myself, Mia, to mm. people. So through that, I learned who I am and what I love. And I continue evolving that even today. Wow. And so you were, are you from, you're from West Covina, right? Right. West Covina, yeah. like I told you, that's where my fiance's from. So when I found that out, I was like, oh, there might be a connection that's there. So <laughs> right. <Yeah>. And then, <laughs> so for those of you that are curious on how we met, we met at the National Speakers Association Convention. And I was like, that woman looks so familiar. I'm like, who is that? And then it just hit me. And then as Nia started just speaking her story and just sharing her heart and just sharing her knowledge and wisdom to these young people, I was like, oh, this... I have to have her share, you know, your, your, your knowledge, your wisdom, your, just your gift to the world, uh, through this podcast. And I remember you, you were talking about, you were doing voice at UCLA and then somewhere along the line, like how did you talked a little bit about your first audition or you weren't even trying to right. get into her, something <laughs> like that. Right. Well, a, a friend of mine that I, someone that a, a gal that I had met, at UCLA. She was there from New York and so she didn't drive. Nobody in New York drives. They all take the subway. <laughs> right. And so she had an, she had to go to a fitting and she asked if I would drive her to her fitting. So I said, sure. And I took her to the fitting. And at the time, I, you know, I was majoring in voice. I was only singing. Mm. And I walked into the fitting and they looked at me and they said, oh, you're so cute. And I like, reached over and pinched my <laughs> cheek and they said, do you act? And I was like, well, how much does it pay? Starving <laughs> <I'm a> <laughs> artist, right? Right. And um, and they asked me to come in and um, redo a monologue to audition for a children's series. And I said, okay, just any monologue? They said, yeah. And I was like, what's a monologue? I didn't even know what a monologue <laughs> so was. Awesome. Right? Right. It was. so awesome, right. It was so funny. I mean, but I just was putting myself out there. And they said, and do you sing? I said, oh, yes, do I sing? And they yeah. said, well, send us a tape. So I sent them a tape. And they said, we don't believe this is you. We want you to come in. When you read the monologue, we want you to sing, too. Mm. So I came in, and I sang, and I prepared this very serious monologue. And it was hilarious, because <laughs> I, there I was, my first audition for Hollywood. Right. And I'm standing in this office, and the, the producer is at his desk, and he's watching me do this very serious monologue from a loss of roses i mean tears and all this sort of thing right. his phone is ringing he's picking it up people are walking in the door i'm getting hit in the back with the door open. oh my gosh <laughs> just, what a nightmare it was so awful right and it was so it was just crazy but they ended up hiring me and they didn't the funny thing is they didn't hire me for what they wanted me for they they wanted me to come in and play a siamese cat in this children's series and they ended up hiring me to as a lead singer in this other it was a much bigger part in another children's series wow so that's yeah yeah you just have to keep doing what you do right and putting it out there and just doing your best every single time because you just don't that's know right. when that opportunity comes like that big hit you know that's right that's right and you don't have 
like I said, you don't have control of so much right. around you, but you have control of how you respond to things. Right. And when you go into an audition, so many times it isn't about you. <laughs> yeah, right. There are exactly. So many, <laughs> there are so many other things in play. So you get to where you think, okay, how can I present the best of who I am mm, in here? Uh-huh. And that's what you do. So even when they ask, like, like for instance, I, I did Young and the Restless, which is the number one you know, soap opera mm-hmm. for years. <clears throat> and uh, they said, we want you to come in and read for this role. And the role was to play a 25-year-old African-American woman. I said, well, I'm 45, and I'm not African-American. <laughs> <laughs> right. So right. I don't know how this is going to work for me. And I thought, well, they said, well, just come in anyway. And I said, well, I can't be 25. I'm 45. And I can't be African-American because I'm everything else. Right. So I just went in and I was me. And they hired me. Because sometimes people don't know what they're even looking for. They can kind of paint the picture of what they think it is. But when you walk in that door and you bring the best of who you are, Mm -hmm. it opens up their imagination. And they go, oh, my gosh, we can do this. Right. And that just goes for real life, too, just being true to who you are and just stepping into that. That's right. That's right. That's absolutely right. And it's it's a funny thing because the more you are who you are and the more often you are who you are, the, the greater the, the – it's like doors start opening up for you. Instead of you trying to fit into doors, doors – the path sort of starts lie, laying itself. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's like um, like water finds a way. You know, right. When it starts up there, it, water finds a way to get back to the ocean. Right. And that's what happens the more you are who you are. Girl, I just got chills. See, that's wisdom. I'm telling you, girl, you got some wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the best advice you received and who was it from or did you read it from a book or have you did you see it in a movie or a show? You know, in... I mean, I can name probably three or four different pieces of wisdom I got this week. I would love that to hear are that. Profound. Yeah. yeah sure. You know, it happens every day, everywhere. It's all around us. But the interesting thing is, it's usually pointing me back uh-huh. to the same message. And, and the message is about believing in who you are and continuing to evolve that. Yes. So for me, it, it really is. <laughs> yes. And for me, the, there are certain hang-ups that continue to show up in life. Mm-hmm. I have a tendency to accommodate everybody. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with accommodating people, but there's something wrong with accommodating people all the time at right. your own expense all the time. Right. It slows down your own evolution, and it keeps you from, it keeps me from presenting all of my light to the world. Mm-hmm. And I have to get better at weighing what is most important in that moment. Mm-hmm. Is it most important to accommodate that person or allow that person to find their own way to accommodate themselves? Right. And, you know, that, that's my, so there are two things. One is that all these little bits of, in, of inspiration point me back to evolving my, my greatest self. Yeah. And they always magnify that those things that, keep getting in the way because they're always the same right and when you as you get older you'll see 
you'll have repeating patterns that are all, that's always like the hitch. Mm-hmm. There's always something, and it's right. usually kind of the same thing that keeps repeating itself for some reason. I don't mm-hmm. know why it is so. Yeah, and I just love how you said it's an evolution of. We're constantly growing, constantly yeah. learning, and we have to be aware and conscious of those gifts in this evolution process because if we don't, we're not fully stepping into who we really are, like you were saying earlier. That's right. That's right. And sometimes, you know, especially when you get older, mm-hmm. I found anyway, it can even get more difficult to a degree because by the time you've had, you know, 30 years in a career, mm-hmm. you've learned to get really good at whatever mm-hmm. it is you've been doing. Right. And with that ability and, and that experience comes the sense of safety. Mm-hmm. I know this. I know how this works. I know how a series works. Mm-hmm. And yet I know that I've evolved into a place where I kind of don't want to be trapped in a series. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I 12, 15-hour days, I feel like as a person I've grown into something so much bigger and I have so much more to contribute to this planet. Yeah. If I am stuck in a series, it's limiting the number of hours I have to evolve that side of myself. But I have to be willing to let go of the very way I make a living right? and have made a living for 30 years. Mm-hmm. That is frightening. That's right. more frightening than being in my 20s trying to figure out how to how to pay rent. Right, right, right. It's, it's a constant growth. And people, you know, talk about they don't want to be stuck. But sometimes, like, circumstances hit and they end up being stuck. But somewhere along there, they, they find themselves because they know they can yeah. contribute more. Just like how you are right. are noticing or constantly noticing, as I am too. And it's an ever-growing process for me. Well, it's an interesting thing because it's really what it is is a shift of perception. Yeah. So <clears throat> where I used to perceive that acting or doing series was my career, mm-hmm. was my purpose in the, at that time, the perception has shifted to where I see it as a way to finance my life now mm-hmm. while I'm evolving something else. Mm-hmm. If I want to compare that to where I was in my 20s, mm-hmm. it was like when I was teaching at Pam's Figure Salon, <laughs> right? <laughs> teaching aerobics. That's not, that was not my career, but it was, I was grateful that I had a way mm-hmm. to earn a living while I was evolving the, the part of myself I felt could contribute more to the world. Mm-hmm. So rather than viewing that job at Pam's Figure Salon as a drag, mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to view it as a blessing because right. It was a way for me to pay my bills while I was doing the other things I needed to do. Right. right to evolve right. it. And so you being healthy, fit, strong, looking so young, like I, I really think you're still like <laughs> twenty one or something like that. Like you could still play <laughs> Keanu, you know what I mean? <laughs> like what do you do to keep yourself fit? Well, you know, there are there are some, some basic things. Food is really important, how you feed yourself, the, mm-hmm. the nutrients that you give yourself. Working out is obviously a really, really important right. thing. But there's also, you know, the emotional and the spiritual side of yourself that yes. you have to take care of. We are we are we are beings that have a lot of different parts and it it really is it takes a holistic approach. And mm-hmm. and I always say that you can reach to be better at anything out of self love. Mm-hmm. Or out of self hatred. Wow, that that's what's going to determine whether or not it works. Mm-hmm. You know, 
if you diet because you hate the way you look as opposed to love the person that you are, mm-hmm. it's not going to work except for maybe a very short time. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be more detrimental to you mentally because right. you're going to go up and you're going to go down and you're going to go up and you're going to go down. You have to reach for everything that you're reaching for out of love mm-hmm. for yourself. And so what do you do or what are, what are the daily habits that you do to take care of yourself spiritually? And then we'll get into what do you do for your workouts and what do you eat and all that. But let's start with right. the spiritual sense because I, I myself am about like taking care of your spiritual being, especially for me in the morning because mm-hmm. later on in the day it just gets all crazy right. and wacko. Uh, so, yeah, right. what, what do you do? Well, I live at the ocean. So um, being on the ocean is incredibly meditative for me. Mm. Being outside is very meditative for me. And for me, it shifts. Sometimes it's, I always get up early in the morning because it's the one time that the house is really quiet. (laughs) And I need that space. I mean, I live in a trailer, so it's very small. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We live in a trailer at the beach. Mm -hmm. So I get up early in the morning. And I have to be very conscientious about not jumping right on the computer jumping right into my day. I have to choose yes. to sit and, uh, you know, read something that's spiritual and then pray. So I have, to, I have to really make an effort to do that, and it's always better when I do. So for me, it can go from getting right up and heading right to the beach for that walk or heading right for the hike for that walk, because when I do that, it's a moment to speak with God mm-hmm. and to be very present. Yeah. It, it really, for me, it comes down to being present through yes. meditation, or through being with nature. Yeah. The mm-hmm. ocean outside, that stillness, you can just energetically feel the stillness of just yeah. the beauty of nature. And so right. what do you do to take care of yourself as far as like, oh yeah, what are your workouts? Do you do yoga? Do you hit the weights? Do you take classes? Are you still teaching aerobics classes? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, Pam called me the other day. No, um, you know what? I recently started dancing again, which is Good. fantastic to me. I have missed it because that's what you started from. My elbow. Yeah, exactly. So that is a. I started putting that back into my workout routine, and then I I worked out with a trainer. Actually, I started back awesome. with a trainer, which for me is fantastic because I just physically will not push myself hard enough. (laughs) Yeah, if if I'm dancing, I'll I'll push myself because it's right there and I just want to do it better and better and better. But if I'm pushing weights, i got to have someone challenging me. Right, right. I work out two days a week with a trainer, yeah. And then how about as far as your eating? What do you do for food? Okay, well, here's the thing. The one thing people... tend to forget is that our bodies need food. Like people will say, I'm going on a diet, so I'm cutting these things out. But really, the best way to look at it is, I'm, I want my body to be healthy, so I need to feed it. <laughs> I need to feed it more, more good things. And what are good things? They're live food, food, yes. plant, it's plant-based stuff. I'm not a vegetarian, right. but it's plant-based stuff and stuff that is as organic as I can get it mm-hmm. and as unprocessed. Mm, as possible. So I don't eat bread. I don't eat pasta. I mean, once in a while, like I was in Italy, did I eat pasta and bread? Yes. (laughs) Because I was in Italy with my friends. But for the most part, no, I don't. I don't eat bread. I don't eat pasta. I don't even eat much grain. Um, I like to have, like, for instance, if I, my breakfast will go either from having some kind of a smoothie, like this morning what I had was I had 
kale and the banana and and um, in almond milk with mango and pineapple Yummy. and then some extra raw greens. Delicious. It's great. And it doesn't take a lot of energy for me to digest. Mm. Sometimes my breakfast, my body will feel more hungry in the morning because of the way I've been working out before. Mm-hmm. So I'll have like one egg with two or three egg whites mm-hmm. and I'll throw that on top of a bed of spinach or mixed greens with a half an avocado and I'll dress it with a little bit of olive oil and brag. And brag is that the amino acids that are kind of like soy sauce. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with those? Mm-hmm. They're I've great. heard of it. I, I've never had it, but I've heard of it. That's great stuff. It's lower sodium than, than, um, than soy sauce. But that's mm-hmm. that's how I eat my breakfast at lunch. It, sometimes it's it's a smoothie. Sometimes it's uh, you know meat that I've cooked from the night before mm-hmm. with greens. Always something Green. live. Yeah, something uh, a living thing. Not a living thing, but you know something yeah. alive. Like you said, well, it's alive. It really <laughs> is. And, and what if you don't cook it? There's there are all these enzymes and amazing things for your body that you can't get the minute you cook it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying cooking is bad, but I'm saying that, that the majority of my plate is full of live food. Right, right. And if I need a snack, I'm grabbing carrots and, and eggplant and whatever, and I'm dipping it in homemade hummus. Dang, I'm hungry right now. I feel like just you know? <laughs> get me all hungry, but doing it the healthy way. And so yeah. there are a lot of mothers that are listeners on this call, and you know one of the things that they've constantly work on as we all do is finding balance as a mom who works as a mom who stays at home taking care of children and then there's that personal time that we sometimes forget about so what do you do to balance all those things together so that you could still continue to be your best self because i think at the end of the day you have to also take care of you well, yeah, you have to take care of you, not just at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, exactly. And, and the, the one thing to remember, too, is that you're setting an example for your children mm-hmm. on how to treat themselves. Mm-hmm. So if you are a mother who continually sacrifices herself for your children's every wish and want, they're going to grow up and do the same thing, and they're going to be exhausted, and they're not going to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to balance it with the understanding that we are setting an example. We're teaching our children how to, how to treat themselves. Mm-hmm. And that requires demanding respect from them in return. Now, granted, it all depends on what age they are. You know, <laughs> right. if, you've got a, if, you've got a, if you have an infant at home, you just got to take care of that infant. You <laughs> right, know? exactly. That's, that's what you have to do. But as they get older, you, you start giving them their own responsibilities and you let them know I need this time, mm-hmm. and I'm going to take it, because what you're teaching them is that they need time, and they should take it. They should honor themselves, and that's what you do. You, that is the, the psychology behind it for me. You know, I am teaching my daughter how to treat herself. That's so important, because I think we sometimes forget that we're role models, and just rather than just being somebody who takes care of other people. But in reality, it's also taking care of yourself so that, like you said, they can take care of themselves when they're out on their own and after high school or after college or whenever it is they become independent. Yep. So important. Yeah, and if we really, if we overextend ourselves as parents, we're crippling our children because right. they don't, if you care, think about that. If you carried your baby around till they was two or three or four, and you finally set it down, that, that child would not know how to walk. 
Right. They wouldn't have the muscle structure. They, they wouldn't have the muscles to support it. And so we don't want to um, to cripple our children or handicap them when they get out. We want them to know. I mean, I started this year, my daughter's 15, and I said, you know what? You're going to start earning some money here. I'm not going to pay for everything for you. Because mm-hmm. when, you, you know, when they're little, they're, you're, you're kind of just paying for everything that they need. Right. We're going to decide what it is that you need to pay for and what it is I'm going to pay for. And here's what you need to do in order to make the money for that. And you are going to get paid minimum wage. And guess what? You're lucky because I'm not taking tax out of that minimum wage. <laughs> right. You need to know, yeah, you need to know how hard it is to make money out there. Right. So you can respect it a little bit better, you know? Yeah, so important. So as you evolve within the next 10 years or 100 years that you're going to live and you're still going to be looking like you're 21, uh, what's, <laughs> <laughs> what's next for Nia? There, I have a website called cool. Nia's Elements of Life. Yeah, and it, it was funny because I just... What happened was back in 2008, I was in um, People Magazine's 100 Most Beautiful People. Of course you are, <laughs> girl. Of course you are, girl. It's so random. No, it's such a random thing. <laughs> um, but because the, the point I'm making is that because of that, everybody was coming to me. Once you have that kind of recognition, people come to you and they want to cash in on it. Right. So there was a, a publisher that came to me and said, look, why don't you write an outline for a book on health, beauty, and fitness? Awesome. And uh, we'll create all this product behind it, and we'll go make a fortune. So I sat down to write this outline, and I know what they were asking me to do. They were asking me to, to write down how I work out, what I eat, you know, what's my regimen, how do I, what am I doing, and then they wanted to create product. And I just thought, you know, that is really, that's not going to be helpful to women in the long run. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lie, because what's working for me now at 52, did not work for me when I was 32 or when I had toddlers in the house. Mm. It's not the same. Mm -hmm. Every person is different. There are some basic laws of nutrition and health that are the truth. They're laws. But just as important is how it fits into your day, how it fits into your mentality, Mm -hmm. your spiritual life. You have to choose those things for you. And so that turned into, um, instead of writing that, I, I... wrote a thing called Elements of Life, and it's 12 bridges back to you. So it's 12 things I think it's, are important to paying attention to every year mm. to leading you back to your healthiest self. And out of that came 12 audio seminars, and then I created the website. I didn't create it because I, it was something I wanted to sell. Right. I created it because I felt it was the truth. Yes. And, and it's full of exercises that I use for myself, and I just put it up there for free for mm-hmm. everyone to go and and in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. I felt really led to kind of figure out how to grow it because I've got to grow it so that it extends out to more people. Right. And so that's where I'm at right now. You know, what am I going to do with this website? It's something that really has so much valuable information. I have to treat it like a business now in order yes. for it to be able to expand. Yeah. Right. So that's where I'm at. Awesome. What are the 12? I'm curious to know what the 12 elements are. And you don't have to break it down thoroughly, but, you know, a quick breakdown of the 12 elements. Right. Okay. So let me see if I can even remember in order what they are. (laughs) If it goes out of order, we won't even know. Not unless people, you know, have been following work already, but I don't know. Right. Right, right, right. Okay. They are individuality, Mm -hmm. faith, passion, courage, 
adventure, freedom, balance, inspiration, forgiveness, the practice, transformation, and love. Is that 12? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like 12. I wasn't counting, so it just, it just sounded. I was yeah. like, for each one that you were stating, I was like, wow, wow. I absolutely love these things because the audio seminars are 12, uh, sorry, 20 to 30 minutes long. Mm -hmm. And each one is rooted in a beautiful quote Mm -hmm. or two or three. Mm -hmm. And each one has lessons that it takes you through. And these are, you know, these are exercises that I created for myself when I was coming through some very difficult times in my life, Mm -hmm. dealing with those specific issues. Mm And like, like on forgiveness, um, right. when I recognized I had some forgiving I had to do, and pretty mm-hmm. much that's every day, right. I created certain exercises for myself. And then each one has one or two personal anecdotes in it. Mm. And it was, it was really a great exercise for me to do this for myself. Right. And it's, they're very touching, and I've shared them with a handful of people, and they just love them. So I'm excited about it. Wow. So what's the website again? Nia's Elements of Life. So if you guys haven't been on it yet, you better go on it because there's a lot of gifts there for you. And uh, (laughs) as you already know, as you guys can hear, she has a lot of great stuff to share. And so wrapping this up, I feel like I could just have like five more hours of a conversation with you. Just so cool. Uh, (laughs) That's what happens when you get old. (laughs) You have too much information. (laughs) No, but it's it's gold that, that, you know, is important for a lot of people to know because it kind of does lead to my next question. So, as you know, I wrote the success messages. You know, it's a book, to, a simple book to recharge your purpose, passion, and potential. And the mission for that book is to, you know, change the world one message at a time. And so my question to you is, what's your message to the world? Mm. Well, my message, if I were going to put it, and mind you, I have a handful of quotes. Yeah. But Please share. really, the most the most powerful thing I would have to say is to honor yourself. Mm. If you do that, if you really stop with everything that you are facing Mm -hmm. and you ask yourself, am I honoring myself? That is going to set you on the right path. Wow. I just got chills. (laughs) That is such a powerful question. And it's an interesting thing because you're not saying am I doing it for me? Like, right. am I being selfish? There's a lot of different ways to right. do it for yourself. There's, right. you know, but, but am I honoring myself? And that's a deep question. Am mm-hmm. I really honoring who I am? Uh-huh. That's a, that's, that's a, it's a very powerful question. It really is. Gosh, I'm, ta- girl, I'm bringing you back for like a part two and part five, <laughs> part 10. And you just, just going <laughs> to turn into another product for you. But I just wanted to say, you know, thank you so much, Nia. You are just an amazing gift to the world. I mean, you showed it through your work as an artist, but as we can tell, just as a spiritual being, as a mother, as a, uh, as a wife, you're just, you're just awesome like that. Well, you know what, and thank you for, for having me on to share that. And I just, you know, yeah. one last thing I'd love to say to anyone yeah, listening please, to this, please. this is everyone has something incredible to share. Yes. You know, as an actor and a writer, I've, I've had a lot of opportunity to, to interview people. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a story. Yes. Everybody has learned something. The thing that keeps people from sharing is their lack of understanding how valuable they are yeah. and how valuable their own experiences are. Everybody needs to understand that what they've been through, their experiences, their wisdom 
It all counts. Yes. It's all valuable. Share it. Yes, share it. It's time. That's part of the reason why I created Superstar Success University. And I don't know if I told you what my acronym for Superstar is, but for those of you that don't really know what my acronym for Superstar is, it's someone utilizing passion every day, realizing significance, transformation, and recognition. So in other words, just making a difference with your passion. And I've talked to so many people. I've listened to so many stories, and I'm like, there are so many people that can receive so much gold out of this conversation. And so that's why I stepped into doing the whole podcast thing so that people can hear the tools and the gifts like you shared, because we all need it some way or other, whether it be from this specific individual or this other guest somewhere right. along the line, there's a gift for somebody. Yes. Yes. And that, that's such an important thing because there are going to be people who are going to respond to this and go, Oh, I totally get that. But there are going to be, be people who go, <laughs> I don't get anything she's talking about, but they right. might've understood me better when I was 12. Right. You know, and, right. and people, you know, like I had someone on my Facebook, um, just the other day, I, I posted something, and it was quite eloquent, but mm -hmm. this person said, oh, this inspired some prose in me, but I, I don't have the vocabulary, and I'd love to share it, but I'm, I'm afraid, you know, that it's just, they're not very good. And I just mm -hmm. went, why are you judging yourself that right. way? Right. You have prose. It's inspired something that you wanted to write. People that have the same vocabulary you have are going to get that. Mm -hmm. People right. who read my writing might not. You know, there are people that need to hear Mm -hmm. what you are saying, and so say it. Yeah, yeah. When I do, like, different speaking engagements, I know I'm not going to impact everybody, but I know there might right. be just that one that needed to hear that quick little right. one-second thing. And if that right. was my gift to that specific individual, I think I did my duty. And if not, I received gifts from them just because them just being there. That's right. That's so right. Other than that website, where else can people follow you and stay updated on your journey? Facebook. Facebook. Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. Okay. So is it facebook.com forward slash Nia Peoples? Yep. And Twitter is Nia underscore people. At Nia underscore people. Yeah. Awesome. Well, again, thank yeah. you so much, Nia. I appreciate you, girl. And we're definitely going to stay connected. Pleasure. You All bet. Right. You All bet. Right. I'll give you a call probably next week. <laughs> Right. Thanks for having me on and thanks for doing your podcast. Of course. Thank you. All right. Bye. Take it easy. Bye. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and the amazing Nia Peoples. I hope you were able to receive some great insight and inspiration to take your life to the next level because I know I have. Also, if you know a friend, a relative, or a colleague that you think may find this episode valuable, please feel free to share it with them. And if you would like to receive free tips and tools to elevate your greatness and stay updated on future episodes, you can opt in on my website at RomeoMarquezJr.com. Go ahead and follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter for inspiration and motivation. You can just search my name, Romeo Marquez Jr. All right, y'all. This is Romeo signing off saying keep believing, keep loving, and continue to ignite your light with the world because the world needs you. It's time. It's time. Oh, yeah. It's time. Peace. <laughs>